Hello, and welcome to Distributor Dialogues powered by ProKeep, where we talk to distributors about the ways they're modernizing business so they can get ahead and get work done. Today, we're joined by Corey Fairbeck from Yancey Brothers out of Atlanta, Georgia. Let's jump on in, Corey. Yeah, so uh, my name is Corey Fairbeck. I'm the uh, manager of operational excellence uh, for earth moving parts here at Yancey Brothers. Uh, when you think of earth moving parts, think about it all things uh, supply chain parts, spare parts logistics, or aftermarket parts as it relates to uh, the Yancey dealership uh, and the Caterpillar product. Um, so um, we sell a machine, we have spare parts, we have warehouses across the state. Uh, we distribute those parts to end users, uh, to end customers, as well as to our shops, right? So to our own service shops uh, that we have across the state. Uh, so my role in all this is uh, exactly as it sounds. It's the operational excellence. It's the strategy. It's the growth. It's the improvement, process improvement, uh, oftentimes known as what uh, Lean or Six Sigma or Kaizen. You've probably heard some of those terms before. Uh, so do a bunch of those projects, right, to, to streamline our processes, to become more efficient, to get rid of the outliers that happen, the one-off cases, right? My, my goal each and every day is to make sure that the one-offs of we didn't communicate or I didn't know that was going to happen or I wasn't aware that this is what was what was causing the delay, right? Um, my, my job is to, to eliminate those and, and create a, a much more fluent process. Uh, uh, operation. Uh, in conjunction with that, we are trying to grow like many companies, right? And uh, and so I, I really focus on the strategy uh, that we're putting in place. So each of these operational uh, components that we're improving, are we thinking about pushing volume through that? Meaning, if as we grow, is what we're doing going to sustain that growth? Is the strategy there to sustain growth? So uh, in a nutshell, it's supply chain logistics of aftermarket spare parts, um, but uh, more specifically, it's it's Caterpillar. So, and uh, and how long have you been in that in that position? So I've been in this particular role uh, for two years now. Um, prior to this, I've been with Yancey for about six. Um, I spent some time in rental. Uh, came up through uh, rental, did had an analyst position here at corporate, uh, moved on, was uh, the assistant branch manager, branch manager, uh, became a region manager, and then uh, ultimately moved from rental division to the to the parts or, or product support, also known as product support, right, aftermarket division uh, about two years ago, so into this role. Cool. And so your day-to-day in that is, are you like, out, you know, observing things, or are you just are you collecting data on, you know, on your computer? You know, what's your um, like day-to-day yeah. process for yeah. eliminating efficiencies? Yeah, it's it's both. Um, so I would say that if I had to say it's it's as close to a 50-50 split, probably a little cliche there, but it's as close to a 50-50 split as uh, as you could imagine. Uh, 50% of my time is on the road, uh, whether it be visiting our branches. Uh, we have 19 earth moving branches across the state uh, that we service uh, and that's the state of Georgia. So um, we have, we have 19 across the state uh, servicing a, a wide range of, of, of areas, even outlining areas. If you think of like way across Georgia, way on down South uh, 
kind of in between Valdosta and, and Savannah, Georgia, right? So it's uh, it's kind of what you think is in the middle of nowhere, but uh, it's a big logging, right? It's a big lumber producer for the United States out of that area. So um, spend 50% of my time going around the branches, kind of uh, actually putting my eyes on what's going on, uh, doing some hands-on training if it's a new process that we're rolling out, um, and, and really just getting a feel for what the the, you know, the process is inside the branch in action. Uh, the other 50% of my time is spent obviously in my office here where I am uh, focused on uh, collecting the data and then uh, streamlining. I work really closely with our, our report and our developers, right? So our, our development team, as well as the actual operational team. Um, so I collect data from both sides, kind of crunch the numbers, run the analysis, and then, and then, get what the outputs need to be, right? So the inputs are twofold. I never believe inputs are data only, right? You got to put your, your eyes on it and you got to see what, what actually has to happen and what the what the people performing the task are actually doing. What conditions are they under? What are, you know, what is the sizing, the scalability, uh, the utilization of the space, right? You got to put your eyes on that stuff before you start really putting data to it. So I, I it's a 50-50 split. Yeah, totally. And, you know, uh, before ProKeep, because I'm imagining ProKeep has solved all of your problems. <laughs> uh, what, what were some of like the big inefficiencies that you you know that you were witnessing or collecting in the data? You know, what were the, the, yeah, were so, the big problems? So the biggest thing that that we focused on and that the goal with ProKeep uh, to solve, which it has in in a lot of ways, and to continue to solve uh, as the as long as we have the agreement in place, um, is focused around call volume, right? So we take a lot of calls, uh, inbound calls for multiple things, right? One is um, um, to place orders, right? So to, to, to provide some kind of parts technical assistance, uh, meaning I'm looking at my machine, you know, this widget has broken, uh, can you order me a new one? So, um, you know, really providing that technical expertise. Uh, but then we take a lot of phone, feel a lot of phone calls that are uh, looking for updates, right? Hey, uh, what's the latest estimated ship date of my part? What's, um, what is, is uh, the update on its shipment status, whether it be via UPS or, or FedEx? Um, so a lot of that stuff can be done through email, but uh, as you can imagine, a lot of our customers are in the field working, right? So it's not always convenient to just be right there with your email, right? Um, or to click all these links. And so uh, our goal was to start uh, leveling out some of those peaks of call volume, right? And push some of that communication through a text-based platform. Um, phone calls on average take two to three minutes longer than responding to a text message, right? By the time you answer the phone, get through the pleasantries of the hellos, how you doings, uh, they take a while. And so you, that's really, really inefficient when it comes to, hey, we're just trying to give an update to this guy, or he's just asking about this, this customer uh, is just asking for a, a, a shipping update or ESD update, not really needing technical assistance. And, uh, and so we, we're wasting a lot of time there and, and losing you know, our ability to pick up the phone in, in a two minute span, right? So we don't want anybody holding longer than two minutes before they, they have our assistance, right? And so trying to balance those two, two out because like anything, it's a peak, right? We have peaks 
of, of very intense call volume, right? So 7 a.m. might peak, and then between 8.30 and, and, and 10 or 11, it's really you know, leveled out, really null. But then again, around lunchtime, you'll peak again because the folks who are, are uh, ordering the parts are actually no longer running the machine. They're, they're at lunch and they're like, oh, now's a great time for me to order my parts or get updates on my parts or get updates on this. And so we really needed to figure out how to bring those peaks down and control them. And texting was a very, very good option. Um, so that was the initial thought for how the ProKeep platform was going to enter the business. What we found is through the ability of sending pictures, right, and uh, the communication that way, we can actually really support the technical expertise side that we offer through the texting platform as well, right? So, hey, uh, Mr. Customer, I know you are needing this widget, but I need you to send me a picture of where you're looking in the engine for me to, to, to see this, right? And before, that would be an email process. Now, we were talking about being able to do that through a texting platform, right? So the customer can just snap a picture and text it and uh, and us begin to, to, to you know, analyze and, and provide that technical expertise via text message service, right? So it's actually evolved into something much bigger than uh, we originally planned. That's why I say it's, it's solved the issue, but it's almost created a whole nother realm of, of opportunity and training that we can uh, provide. So now it's starting to take those peaks and, and level them even more. Right. So, yeah. What about the, uh, the the ordering aspect? You said you know the call volume comes in for orders, technical assistance, and updates. Do you, do you get any orders through through the texting? Yeah. So so we're really pushing customers now um, if they know what they need, right? So they're not needing technical assistance. Meaning, uh, you know, I'm not sure what hose I'm looking at, or I'm not sure which uh, O ring or gasket has failed. I'm needing that assistance. Um, you know, if they're not needing that, if they're just needing the order filter, they know their part number, we're really pushing for that to just be, hey, just shoot us a text message to this. We'll respond to that text message with your order confirmation number and uh, and really move on with the day, right? Much quicker, much simpler process, uh, much easier communication that way. Um, we're really we're really headed down that angle. Uh, like I said, the initial rollout was really focused around updates, right? Providing those updates to customers that they need. Uh, but the ordering is starting to cycle in. Uh, we've actually recently put into our phone system. Uh, we're implementing the idea of telling customers, "Hey, did you know you can text us at?" You know, and uh, and so it's kind of putting a spotlight on. Um, on exactly that that option that they have. So not only can you come into one of our storefronts and talk to us face to face, not only can you call us and, and talk to us on the phone, but you have the ability uh, should should time per, you know time not permit a phone call or you to come to the store, you can also uh, text or communicate via text uh, with with the same folks you would talk on the phone to, right? So awesome, yeah, that's great. Did uh, were people were customers texting, you know, outside or inside sales, like to their personal phones before ProKeep? Absolutely. Um, you know, back to that example of I need to send you this picture, right? Uh, I need your help to, to decipher what I'm looking at. Um, being that email was such a painful way of doing that, right? Because there's such a lag in, in the email process. Uh, we oftentimes found that our, our, our folks were communicating with these customers uh, via uh, their personal cell phones, which a lot of times opens up a lot of exposure for things that you don't always want, right? Meaning, uh, 
the customers would call you on the weekend because they now had your cell phone number, right? Or after business hours because they now had your cell phone number and they, they could reach you personally. And so that opens up a lot of, uh, of, of dissatisfaction from, from the, you know, from your employees where they're having to respond to customers. They feel inclined to respond to a customer because it's a customer reaching out to them. Um, but it doesn't fall within business hours. And so that was a, a, a huge uh, pain point uh, for our employees that this solved. So uh, definitely, definitely removed some of the personal cell phone use and, and moved it to more of a, a, a company-based communication. The second good thing about that, right, is that it put the control of seeing the communication and making sure that our, our folks are, are operating at a high standard, right, the standard that we set. Uh, we could now see that, whereas personal cell phones is out of sight, right? There's nothing I can do to, to make sure that the communication is happening in the most professional, in the most, uh, in the way that we expect it to happen and in the way that the Yancey brothers uh, and, and I think even, even our employees, the way they expect to communicate, right? Uh, we can now make sure that that's happening and, uh, and, and respond accordingly. Amazing. How did you hear about Brokey? Yeah, so uh, Jonathan uh, Jonathan Caldwell, uh, I want to say it was honestly a cold call, uh, that he, or, or I say a cold call, but a cold email, if you will, that was just kind of like a shot in the dark, right? Uh, let's throw a rock in a pond and see how, uh, how, uh, it, how it goes, right? What the ripple effect of it is. And, uh, and sure enough, he, he reached out and he actually emailed our vice president of service and the vice president of service just sent it over to me, sent Jonathan's email over to me, uh, completely, um, once again, completely out of the, out of the blue. And, uh, I read through it, uh, scheduled some time with Jonathan and, uh, and funny enough, right. And I'm sure there's some questions you have that'll get to this, but, uh, funny enough, my initial thought is, Hey, we're talking about something that's going to be so overly priced right? That we're not, the interest isn't going to be there, right? When you talk about technology and doing these kind of things, oftentimes you're, you're, you start getting into numbers that you, you try to find other solutions or something that's not a bolt-on service. You push the current services you have to provide that same level of, of service that you could get externally. And, um, and surprisingly enough, right, it was, hey, this is something that definitely fits within the realm of something we would want to spend uh, this kind of capital on and make this kind of investment, uh, it, it definitely fit the distributor's model, right? Awesome. That's uh, exciting to hear that I, I get cold email uh, at this work, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was completely random. And, and you know, to be honest with you, Kevin, uh, you know, as I said, to push, um, there is a product, uh, you've probably heard of it, called Modern. Uh, it has recently been purchased by Caterpillar themselves, so not by the dealers, but by Caterpillar, uh, which is a, a developing texting platform, right, for communication with customers. And it's funny that uh, that process has been so painful and so long, right, to get that going that we knew that we needed an opportunity over here to go. We had an opportunity to go find something else Uh to, to utilize, right? Because we're like, this is way painful. Uh, it's not getting anywhere. Um, so my point being is if this would have been something 
that was very overpriced and in, in, in a realm that we wouldn't, we would have continued pushing down this avenue of, hey, Modern's a partner of Caterpillar. Like, let's let's continue to try to grit through this pain. But but it was such a painless and affordable process that that cold call was uh, was, uh, I think, music to both uh, ProKeep and Yancey's ears. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, was it was it hard to get buy in when you um, when you were started to onboard it? You know, with your with their staff and with with everyone in, inside of Yancey Brothers. Like, what was the process like? You know, getting everyone to start using Rookie. Um. So the 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 buy in from the executive team was immediate, right? So uh, the moment they saw the the return on investment that could be here, right? In terms of communication, everything, as I'm sure you're aware in businesses, hey, what's my ROI? What's my return on this? The return was immediate, right? So it was, hey, you could see value tomorrow. The moment you did this, just one text message to updating one customer in a very supply chain constrained environment, right? uh, Does a wonder of good, right? So I, I once had a customer tell me, that uh, no news is bad news. Some news is news. And so uh, that really resonated with me because I was like, okay, how can I turn a complete expense, right? Because when you're talking about a communication platform, you're talking about an expense. How can I turn an expense into a a return, right? How can I make show a net return? Because I don't think there was any way to really say that if I didn't have a texting platform, this customer wouldn't have ordered this filter. But I could say that if I didn't have a texting platform to update this customer on this filter, the chance of him being a repeatable, you know, a repeat customer might go away, right? So I need to provide uh, a, a good customer experience upfront with good, clear communication. So uh, to the executive team, the, the, the buy-in was quick. Um, the implementation went very smooth. Uh, the, the team at ProKeep did a fantastic job. Jonathan at the time, David Butler uh, was part of that that team who who did that. Um, it was very very smooth uh, getting getting everything started. Uh, since then, we um, we have done. I would say that we're probably about sixty five to seventy percent of the way where we want to go with it, right? So so feel pretty good about the direction we're headed. I would say we have sixty five to seventy percent buy in from the team. Uh, the actual users, the day-to-day users. Um, But in this business, right, you have a lot of tenure. You have a lot of people that have done it a certain way for a long time. And I'm not talking about just at Yancey Brothers, but also in the customer base, right? So you think think about the days of like AT&T, right, or or Coca-Cola or Chick-fil-A, any of them, right? Any customer service-based business you call and you're talking to somebody anywhere, right? Uh, You're not even sure, right, if they're even in the United States, right? Um, In this business, we've flirted with the idea of doing that and it was such a resounding no from our customer base. They wanted to talk to that specific person that they built this relationship with. It's such a relationship-based business that uh, we knew that, um, you know, we couldn't do certain things. And so we needed a platform that would allow us to continue to build relationships on a more personalized basis, right? Because that's what the business wants. Uh, but now transitioning some of our folks and some of our customers to realize that this texting platform is doing the same thing as a phone call uh, 
has been a little challenging in some aspects. Uh, we haven't gotten 100% buy-in from all of our team members, although it's the expectation. Uh, it's still not there. And, and conversely, it's not 100% bought in from our customers. But the way we look at it is, hey, we're in this for the long haul, right? So we're we're doing this. Uh, the current agreement we have is, is a three-year agreement, right? So uh, we're in month what is this month seven, I guess, of, of ProKeep. And so if you uh, if you look at it that way, right, seven months in, and I, I feel confident to say I'm 60 to 70% fully bought in to what's going on here, uh, confident enough that I'm going to put it in our phones, uh, in our phone prompt system where we're telling customers, hey, text us, right? Uh, I think we're in a really good spot. Uh, definitely some opportunity going forward, but, but I'm very pleased uh, with the buy-in that we have. Yeah, that's great. I mean, for seven months, that's incredible. Um, in that seven months, have you like seen any, um, you know, like big successes? You know, I, I guess you know you're crunching numbers. So, I mean, do you have any like data on on how ProKeep has affected business? Yeah. So um, we are updating customers. Uh, once again, this is kind of where that sixty-five to seventy percent of the time comes in, uh, based on the orders that we have back orders are on right so meaning we have we have we don't have it in stock we're back ordering it against the, the manufacturer uh oh similar number there we're updating customers about 70 percent of the time now on their back orders and or when their order arrives right so we're letting customers know hey your order has arrived to our facility now we can proceed with either a shipping it on to you or B, uh, they always have the option to come to our facility and pick it up, right? So whichever one works, uh, but we're updating those customers 70% of the time, right? Is the numbers right now. And so uh, that's where I kind of get that 65 to 70% buy-in. If I saw 100% of updates on orders not in stock, then I would feel pretty confident to say we have 100% buy-in, right? So that number wasn't just, uh, uh, didn't come out of nowhere, but the, the initial point of the use was to say, hey, we want to update customers on orders we don't have in stock, uh, on non-stock items. And so we, uh, we're we doing that about 70% of the time. Uh, so I feel pretty good about, about where we're headed uh, with this, this platform, right? I don't think there's any good way to get data that says, hey, you're, you're averaging uh, 12,000, I'm just making this up, 12,000 orders a month right? You want 70% of those orders to be via text message, right? I, I don't think we're going to get to any of those numbers because we don't have a good feel of do our customers prefer one versus the other, right? So uh, putting that kind of metric in place is tough. But what we do know is we want to be communicating on 100% of the orders that we don't have in stock. And when we get to 100%, that's when we're going to be like, hey, this is this is moving the exact way we we intended for it to go. Yeah, totally. Do you know what it was before uh, before ProKeep? Like, how often you were updating on those parts? Uh, less than ten percent of the time. Yeah, less than ten percent. Well, yeah, it was a very and uh, some of those. I mean, there might have been a little bit higher than that based on um, email updates, right? But once again, uh, when it, when you think about this business and you think about the heavy equipment industry. You're talking about people that a lot of times are, are uh, DIY customers, right? Do-it-yourself customers. The guy that's needing to order the parts is, is also the guy that's operating the machine, right? He, he's the guy that's doing the work himself. He owns the company. He's doing the work. Uh, so 
email, constant email is not the best way to communicate with those folks, right? It's through phone calls and through text messages. A lot of the customers expected us to call them when they when something arrived. Well, the the reality of it is, to my point from earlier, that an average phone call takes two minutes longer than a text message. Well, calling every customer when when 12,000 orders arrive is not an option, right? So uh, you definitely need to cut down that time and uh, and that this bridged that gap, right? I guess like a you know one last question would be. Uh, would you recommend ProKeep to other distributors? Yeah, yes, I, I, absolutely. I think um, I think ProKeep's ease of implementation, right? So uh, when you think of, of of putting in some kind of form of technology, no matter what you're trying to do, uh, the first thing you think about is the pain of implementation, right? Uh, Technology is great once it's there and once all the bugs are worked out, but the pain of implementing something is always the greatest fear. So I said it is the greatest fear. The second greatest fear is is cost, right? It being cost effective. And so when you put those two things together, a lot of people uh, steer shy of of doing or making a leap into this kind of space. Uh, ProKeep was easy on both of those fronts. Uh, One, it was very easy to implement. The team was there throughout the process. Uh, I think total implementation was less than a weekend, right? I think we started it on a Friday afternoon. By Monday, uh, everything was in place. Uh, A few minor little uh, uh, um, fixes that we made within the following week, and and then your your go live, right? I mean, it's it's there. It's ready to, to, to implement. The second thing was... And I mentioned it earlier, very, very cost effective. So both of those things were were in place. So yes, I would absolutely recommend ProKeep to other distributors um, as a way to communicate and to continue to communicate because not only am I part of a distributor base, I'm also part of a consumer base who wants to be communicated with, right? So uh, it, it's definitely something that is, is needed. Uh, it is well received by customers. Um, so I would definitely uh, agree that it's it's something that um, that that I would recommend to uh, to many distributors who who might not have this technology already. Awesome, this is great, Corey. I mean, you were this was a fantastic interview. Uh, you're, you're you're natural at this, <laughs> um, but yeah, I really appreciate your time and and yeah, this was really great. Yeah, very much, very much appreciated. No worries. I, I appreciate you taking the time and uh, and look forward to to seeing the spotlight. Absolutely. I'll I'll send it over to you first. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Corey.